Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way. Back again with our final match reaction stream of the yeah football seasons. It seems like it's been a long season, but when you think about it, it's just flowing by. Yeah, the Premier League season has all but concluded um, today after our final fixtures alongside the other remaining games of the campaign. But I'm delighted to be joined by Charlie Barclay after a 5-0 win for the Arsenal. When it comes to finishing campaigns and Premier League seasons, there's not a better team out there than Arsenal, is there, Charlie? No, it always seems that we we do really, really well on that on that last day. I mean, I was literally talking to my mates earlier and I, I kept on saying that it just seems like we do so well on the last day. Obviously, we've had a kind of like downfall over the last few games, but we always seem to end the season on a high. Obviously, it didn't really mean much, but it, it's always good to end the season on a high, as I said. So, yeah, I mean, going on a season as a whole, obviously such an amazing season. And then it was just falling at that final hurdle. It's, it's a killer. But I'm kind of now, now that it was cemented that City won the season, I'm now happy that this season's done because, I mean, we've spoken about it so many times. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that next season, see what we can do. Hopefully we can keep going for that title next season, be in the title race once again. I'll be, I think it'll be a lot more difficult, I think, going into next season because I think we'll see the, the likes of like Liverpool be back up there again. Um, so I think it will be more difficult, but I'm still really excited for it. Yeah, cr crazy final day. Uh, yeah. There's not much riding on it, to be fair, in terms of the other implications, such as uh, the Premier League title race, top four was completed, um, there was European football on the line, Aston Villa and Unai Emery have got that, which means Tottenham won't be playing in Europe next season. Let's all laugh at Tottenham, etc., etc. <laughs> um, but obviously, the relegation battle was the big main talking point of the final day. Leicester City, crazy when you think about it. A few years ago, they were Premier League champions, won yeah. the FA Cup, and now next season, they'll be playing in the Championship. Um, Everton surviving on the final day. Thanks to Abdullah Dekore uh, with a 1-0 win against Bournemouth. Um, Leeds also um, falling short in their quest to survive relegation. And they'll be joined alongside Southampton. But yeah, the relegation, that, that, that has all been concluded. Um, in the back of my mind, if I'm honest, I, I would have preferred Everton to go down. Yeah. Um, only because you've got a horrible track record at Goodison Park. <laughs> but yeah. Crazy, crazy final day. Um, one that many, many fans probably expected. They probably thought to themselves, um, Leicester would not would not survive. Everton would just stay up, and, and that has happened. But we're here to speak about Arsenal. Um, five no win. <laughs> there's there's only one way to start, is there? Like Granit Xhaka. Um, in this final game for Arsenal, it seems that a move to buy Leverkusen is imminent. Um, all but done. I think a few details is left in terms of that deal. But the script was written before this game. Granit Xhaka, in an ideal world, I would have loved him to score just one goal in this game. Yeah. But the fact that he's grabbed a brace in this game is a fantastic way to sign off in his Arsenal career. And he will be missed, won't you, Charlie? Yeah, I mean, today was a perfect ending to his career at Arsenal, a perfect ending to his story. I mean, everyone, everyone knows about Shaka Arsenal. It's a, it was always a kind of 
he seemed okay when he comes in and then he, he was a consistently kind of average player and then he had that blow up. Uh, I think it was against Palace with the captaincy, he storms off. And then you see his kind of, as, as some people say, villain arc of Granite Xhaka. And this season he's been absolutely phenomenal. Arteta's just completely kind of transformed him with the, we call it now the Xhaka role we do, don't we, on, on this stream and how we kind of perceive that left-sided midfield role. We we see Shaka, we see it as the Shaka role. So it's a, it's a shame now that he's going to be on his way, but... I've I've said it so many times. I'm gonna miss him a lot because he's he's been at the club for seven seven years, something like that now. And with El Nenny, uh, he's been the longest serving player. And you saw him at the end um, after his second goal. Uh, he just ran straight over to El Nenny, gave him a hug at uh, at the bench, and it, it was a very heart heartwarming celebration to sit to see both of them celebrate together for Shaka's final game and. Yeah, I, once again, it's a perfect ending for, for Shaka and for the Arsenal fans to kind of see for Shaka and experience because I think, obviously, with him not scoring, say he didn't score today, it would still be, we'd still be praising him, etc., etc. But the fact that he scored two, let alone one, as you were just saying, it's it's just amazing for him. And he could have scored a hat-trick as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would have been fantastic for him to score a hat trick. I think I'm I'm guessing it would have been his his first and only ever hat trick at Arsenal if he was to actually get that. But unfortunately, that went wide. But yeah, it's I've said it multiple times before. He's also one of the players that really put everything into this Arsenal badge, into this Arsenal team. He's so passionate, and you saw when he scored his the smile on his face when he scored, and. He's putting his arms up right to the fans straight away. He he is all about this club. I mean, you know that there was that downfall, but he's still playing for this badge. And he he was all but gone, really, at one point, wasn't he? I think he said that it, literally he had his bags packed and Arteta has obviously, obviously kind of persuaded him to stay. And I'm so happy that he did because otherwise we wouldn't have seen the Shaka that we had this season. So... I'm very happy the way that his Arsenal career has ended with such a fantastic season for him. Um, unfortunately, we didn't get to see as much of this Shackers, what we what we would have liked to see in previous seasons. I think the Shaka that we've seen this season is the Shaka that we were that we that we kind of like bought seven years ago that we wanted to see that in his Arsenal career, but unfortunately that didn't happen, as I just said. So but I'm glad that it's ended the way that it has. I think, once again, I'm going to say it again, a perfect ending to his story. Yeah, it was just fantastic. Honestly, emotional, um, but fully deserved. You touched on it. It's crazy when you go back to that game against Crystal Palace, the boo is ringing out around the Emirates Stadium, sorry, and there was a lot of um, anger, um, hatred towards uh, Granit Xhaka. And... He didn't really, he didn't really want to be here, um, no. obviously. But he's changed it around. He's turned it around. Mikel Arteta has been, I think, vital in terms of that. But I think Granit Xhaka has been vital as well. You need to give credit where it's due because performances are the reason why most Arsenal fans now worship him. And I think he deserves this ending. He deserves to be clapped off the pitch, applauded, because I think for the past. 
um, few seasons, he's been one of the most improved players in this Arsenal team, if yeah. not the most improved. I think what we've seen in terms of goal contributions, in terms of assist goals, how he impacts games, I think we're going to miss that a lot um, uh, next season. In an ideal world, I would have loved Granit Xhaka to stick around, stay, um, because I think he's a vital, vital player. The fact that he doesn't really miss games, he's got a great uh, track record in terms of injuries, um, a leader, a character. Um, I think there was an article a few days ago. Um, I think it was uh, Sam Dean of the Telegraph, and he spoke about the fact that Granit Xhaka doesn't have many like best friends in in and around the Arsenal dressing room, but he's respected. Like the young players, uh, they realize his importance to the team. Uh, he doesn't like the young youngsters being late coming coming in late to training. Uh, when there's a new member of the squad, he likes to make them feel welcomed, uh, likes to host um, team dinners, etc. And I think he's going to be missed. He's going to be missed. I know I'm going to miss him. I know you're going to miss him. But yeah, I think this is perfect for him. It's the perfect, perfect ending. It would have been lovely uh, for him to sign up for the Premier League uh, winner's medal, but it wasn't to be. But the fact that he's picked up two goals in his final game for Arsenal, it's the perfect it's the perfect ending it's the perfect ending to a story which has had so many highs uh some lows but hopefully now we can forget about the lows and we can look at what granite shaka has given this arsenal team and yeah top top player so from everyone from myself and you um granite shaka we're gonna miss you um we wish you the best uh, in, in germany but I know you're going to be supporting us, um, whatever happens. Um, we'll speak about Bukaya Saka as well. Um, I think he got back to his best again in the final home game against Wolves. Um, great goal, great goal. I think that's the, that's the Bukaya Saka, which we've seen this season, um, adding more in the final end product of his game, scoring more goals. Um, Trossard, Odegaard, technically, they're such great players. But Bukaya Saka... After signing that new contract, there was a lot of talk and criticism a few days ago. I think there was an article I saw um, on, on Twitter saying that Bakaya Saka wanted a release clause inserted into his contract, which is garbage, uh, uh, to be honest, which is nonsense. Um, I love the fact that after scoring that goal, it could be a, it could be a slight hint, but he go, goes over to the fans um, and then he kisses the badge. But yeah, again... Fantastic season uh, for Bukaya Saka. I think I saw a great stat. I just need, I'm just, and I, I was really, really shocked. I screenshotted it, so let me get that out. So Bukaya Saka has equaled Sadio Mane's and Leroy Sane's highest goal and assist seasons in the Premier League at just 21 years of age. Wow. And only Kevin De Bruyne, with 16 assists, has assisted more goals in the Premier League this season than Bukaya Saka and Leandro Trossard. We've got some great, great players in this team and we need to start putting them in that same bracket as, as the best players in Europe. But yeah, Bukaya Saka, what a season, what a player. And I know for myself, I'm just buzzing to have him for the next four years. Yeah, I think you saw today, it he kind of like had his silkiness back. I think he had been kind of missing that. I, I don't know whether that's the exact word that I'm looking for, but I think... That is a partial kind of reason for his kind of misfortune in the previous games. Because he, ha we've said he's kind of like not been. He's taken his foot off the pedal, 
uh, over the last few games and we've seen it and and I mean there were talks that he was kind of like playing through a possible injury there was talks that he wasn't actually going to be playing today because of it but obviously he's played today and as I said he's brought that silkiness back he's back he was back to his best today you see him kind of like nipping in and out of players being able to just dribble past them with ease and maybe it's the fact that he's got his contract signed maybe his head was kind of like somewhere else um Maybe it was the fact that because City had obviously won the league or were were about to win the league, it was difficult for him to kind of like get his head round. I don't know. Maybe his head was somewhere else. But now he signed that contract and he's come to the he's come back to the Emirates Stadium, played against Wolves, which sometimes actually isn't a very easy game to play against. We we know in previous seasons that Wolves we cash money though. We're cash money when it comes to the final game of the season. It's true. It's true. I knew, I, I knew, yeah, this game was going to be four or five goals at an ease. I knew yeah. it. Because when Arsenal, when the pressure's off, we're different beasts. I don't want to hear yeah. nothing about Manchester City, etc. We're probably up there in, in terms of being the best team in Europe when there's no pressure. But I know what you mean. Wolves are a good team. But again, I think they're on the beach as well. Um, yeah. Their main objective was to survive relegation, but yeah, I know what you mean. But we cash money, we cash money. On the we final are, day. we are. I mean, obviously, it, it wasn't too. It, it was a bit of a nothing game for both teams. But as you say, the pressure was off. We we are always so good on the last game of the season. So good when the pressure's off. It, unfortunately, we can't kind of keep that going when we're going in that title race. When it's going to the nail, but we're not talking about that now. We're talking about Saka. Yeah. He's been so amazing for. The whole season. I mean, you just read that stat in itself. I think that's oh, fantastic. Sure. Yeah. It's phenomenal. Obviously, people are saying that how amazing Mane was. And I think, yes, people know that Saka is a very good player, but I think I feel like it's just because he plays for Arsenal. Other players, other fans, sorry, from outside Arsenal always seem see Arsenal players as kind of not as good as what they are. Yeah, I don't know. That's what that, that's what people think, but in, in reality, we're not. We're not doing that. And I think Saka, he's shown today, let alone kind of like the whole season, kind of what he's about, what kind of player he is. I can't remember whether he got an assist today. I'm not 100% sure. I, I mean, but he scored. He still scored a fantastic goal. He was, he was creating a lot as well. And we had been missing that going forward because I don't know whether it was the fact that players were able to kind of figure him out over the last few games, but... It wasn't the fact that he was he wasn't scoring, he wasn't creating enough mm. for us. And the fact that he was creating those kind of he, he was making space for others, he was making amazing passes, amazing runs, going in and out of players, as I was saying, fantastic dribbles. Not only did he get a really nice goal, a really nice goal, fantastic touch, and then a curled effort into the into the far corner for him, he was able to he he kind of What's the word I'm looking for? He he helped other players. He was he complimented them. That's the word I'm looking for. He complimented them in their game, in his game today. And I think he was a main reason why today was the score that it was, was the kind of battering of Wolves that it was today. I think he is the main reason for that. Obviously, we do have the likes of Gabriel Jesus who, who scored and did get an assist and he played phenomenal. I thought he was he was very much he seemed like he was kind of like free roaming today. We saw him on the left, we saw him on the right, we saw him through the middle. But I don't know whether that's something that Arteta's kind of trying to implement into his game, but it clearly worked for us. And 
the likes of Trossard as well. It's another assist for him. And to think that we were going to get Mikhailo Mudrik is is it's funny to think about at the moment with the fact that he was a hundred million, however much, and mm. we've then signed Trossard, who's done miles better than him, more than we could ever imagine, really. So, uh, I think one of the best signings of, of the January transfer window, I, I think that has to go out there. That has to actually be said. I think that he is one of the best, if not the best. So the combination of them together is just phenomenal for Arsenal going forward. And you can see that Trossard and Martinelli, they're kind of like a like for like, I think Martinelli, I say like for like, I mean, in terms of quality, Martinelli offers more going forward as in goal scoring kind of opportunities for himself. He's electric on the ball. He runs down the wing, he cuts inside and then even has a shot. Then he's more of a kind of goal scoring winger and, He's done phenomenal this season. If I think it's 15 goals, I think it is. So I think he's joint top. He's he's a kind of he's the joint top Brazilian goal scorer in a Premier League season. I think that's with Firmino, and he's own. I feel like he's only going to get better, really. And he's obviously signed that contract earlier this season. And Trossard is that player that. Yes, I think I think he's only scored one goal for Arsenal this season, but. He was a goal scorer at Brighton, but this season, but this year at Arsenal, he's been that player that's offering more in terms of assists. Clearly, I think I can't remember how many it is. I think it's like nine, ten assists that he's had for us, and I think that just in itself is phenomenal. The fact that he's able to get that amount of assists for us, and we still have players like I think I know that Saka is in double digits for both goals and assists, but the fact that he's catching up to those players and he's only spent half a season at Arsenal, I think it's fantastic that he's even able to do that. So, as I was saying, they just com- each of our attack complements each other phenomenally. And you could see it today. I think the fact that Jesus was kind of like a free-roaming attacker today did help and seeing Saka back at his best and maybe Trossard's new haircut kind of helped him out a little bit and maybe he's a new man. Who knows? But... Yeah, I, they just complement each other so much. I'm getting a lot of stick in the comments in terms of me being my phone. But I was just looking at uh, the end of season um, walk that they do um, after the game. The the players, William Saliba, out on the pitch as well. A lot of Arsenal fans um, singing his song, which is great to see. Hopefully we can see and hear some news uh, of his contract renewal in the upcoming weeks. Uh, Mikel Arteta, I think, uh, was going to go out uh, on the pitch and speak. Um, Granit Xhaka waving to the fans as well. So, I, I, it's, it's, I love it. I just like to read these little things, these subliminal messages. Um, but, yeah, it has been a very good season and we'll, we'll touch on that. But um, a few things we'll, we'll discuss. A great comment here from O'Malley, auditioning party for that guy, say the right back row. And I agree, you know that. I, I, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised, that inverted role, because... Partey, they, he played last week against Forest. Mikrateta didn't change the system. And I think he's looking ahead to pre-season. So, Caicedo in that inverted right-back role, it's one to watch. It's one to watch. Um, briefly, I'll speak about Kibior. He scored his first Arsenal goal. Um, I'll just speak about that briefly. Um, not not the greatest of saves from Jose Sarr, <laughs> if I'm honest. But 
We'll take it. We'll take it. Um, great to see Gibio grab grab his first Arsenal goal. A nice moment for him and his family, um, which is, which is great to see. But yeah, when you put, when you put everything into perspective, in terms of the fact that we finished five points behind Manchester City, you know it's a bit more respectable. If I'm being completely honest, it's a bit more respectable. Um, obviously, Manchester City um, losing on the final day against Brentford. But we're not far off. We are not far off. I think a lot of Arsenal fans, they're probably still, this season still scars them a bit in terms of how close we were. But I'll just say on the flip side that it wasn't to be this season. Like, it, we would just fell short in, in, in key moments. But I think that comes with so many things. Injuries, uh, inexperience, stages, but this team will improve. It's a very young team. And like I, I, I like using the analogy when you have a cake and you prepare the cake, you get it ready, but you're just missing the final few bits, the cherry, et cetera, cherry on the pineapple, whatever. I don't know what people like on the cakes, <laughs> but uh, I'm not sure if it's pineapple. But we're not far off. We're not far off. But I'm going to ask you, because me and TC had it um, the other day on the agenda where he asked me best moments. Uh, best games, best players. So I just, I just want to. I, I like to do that with you as well. So, and if if anyone wants to jump in the comments as well, um, it, it'll be it'll be good to hear. So we'll start off um, obviously with the season concluded. Um, your best player this season, Odegaard. I don't. I, I think that there is the. The discussion that it could be between him and Saka, I think it's only between those two. Obviously, we we know that Martinez has been phenomenal. Gabriel Jesus has been amazing, even though he's been out for four months or however however long. But I think Odegaard was that he he is the kind of the key to Arsenal. I think the key to our success. I mean, I know that we didn't win against Southampton uh, when we drew three all. But he was that player to get us going. He was the player to pick us up because, and it was it, it seemed like a goal out of nowhere. But it wasn't just a goal out of nowhere. It was something that pushed us forward every single time. And he's done it before, and he's going to continue to do it. And I think he was our he was our proper standout performer this season. I don't think there's much to kind of argue it in the other way of that. But yeah, I've, yeah, Odegaard. Got to be Odegaard. Marcus, my boy in the comments saying Odegaard, closely followed by me. I'll take that. <laughs> I'll take that. And he also says in the comments, if you don't sign um, Declan Rice, he fears for Charlie's opening. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Odegaard, yeah, I think I'd agree Odegaard. with that. I'd, I'd say Odegaard. Uh, that's a good shout. Uh, worst player? Difficult. <laughs> Fabio Vieira. Yeah. Or Carl Hein. I think Fabio Vieira is a better shout, to be fair. I think that's a better shout. Uh, brief, I know Carl Hein was, the, was the, in the League Cup, but like Vieira, I don't think he's ready for this yeah, yeah. For the season yet. I think maybe he'll go out on loan or just see how he does in the pre-season to see what he does, to see what he can do next season. Hmm. But uh, he just isn't the player that we're kind of like that can that can replace or step in for the likes of Odegaard, Shaka. He just he isn't there yet. He might be eventually, but thirty five million seems a bit 
too much for the way that he performed this season. It's a good shout to be fair. Uh, the other day, Tom asked me, and I said Rob Holding, but then I thought about it. Like you wouldn't disagree for Fabio Vieira as well because he has been quite underwhelming this season. But I'll, I'll change. I'll, I'll be. I'll be different. I'll, I'll say Rob Holding, um, only because of the fact that I think towards the end of the season, I just look back in key games. I think. That's not me being harsh, but I just think he's not nowhere near William Saliba. And I think when we look to try and um, chase uh, Manchester City next season, squad rotation is going to be key. And I don't want to see the likes of Rob Holding, Cedric, etc. coming in again. I think the fact that we could sign Declan Rice, Kaiserde, etc. will have a player like Thomas Partey potentially on the bench. And that, for me increases the squad uh, depth yeah. and the quality of it uh, by far. So, all right, Charlie goes Fabio Vieira, I go Rob Holding. Uh, best signing? You can include uh, William Saliba in that as well. That's me just giving you a clue, but if you don't want to. <laughs> a clue. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. It, yeah, I'd say Saliba then if you're including him, but excluding, um, I th- it's so tough. I think... Zinchenko. I'm going to say Zinchenko because he is that Matt. He's another kind of like key player in our side. He's that inverted fullback that comes in and he's so so good on the ball. He he may not be the best defensive wise. And we've kind of had that conversation of him between him and Tierney, but Zinchenko, because he's that ball playing kind of left back who can play in the midfield role. He... He, he can also put parts of Arsenal's puzzle together and him and Odegaard kind of like fitting in the midfield. It's amazing. And T- Tierney just adds that something different going down the wing. But hmm. I think Zinchenko is, he, he's very calm on the ball as well. And he's obviously scored. He scored a couple of, uh, a yeah. good goal and he's offered yeah. assist as well. So, yeah, I, I think I'd say Zinchenko, but it's very close with Gabriel Jesus. I think Jesus, if he's to get a bit better, I think he needs to release the ball a bit more. Hmm. I think there's we, you see a, you yeah. see quite often that he needs to, but I think that's the only way that he could improve. Good shout, man. Zinchenko, again, again, it's difficult for me to disagree, but again, I don't want to be too, too sane. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to go with William Saliba. Um, yeah. He's not, he's not a new signing in terms of that, but it's the first time uh, we saw him play in Arsenal colours. And since that opening game against Crystal Palace, I've not looked back. He's a top, top player and we need to do everything in our power to keep him because he's a generational. This kid, he, he could play for Real Madrid, he could play for Barcelona's, but we have him at Arsenal. So we need to do our utmost to keep him. So Sinchenko, 100%. I think he's been fantastic. Uh, the difference that he's made um, as a left-back as well uh, and the impact that he's made on a, a title challenging team, phenomenal. But again, you know, I like to be a bit different, Charlie. So I'm going to go with William Saliba. Um, let's see if people... Jorginho um, and Trossard. Yeah, uh, Marcus says, otherwise tough. Zinchenko and Jesus both had moments, as has Trossard. Um Peeny Ween, my good friend, says best signing, Saka signing his new contract. <laughs> Again, quality, quality. Um, worst signing? 
I, I think it's just got to be Fabio Vieira again because if he's the worst yeah. player, he's got to be the worst signing. Really, I don't, I don't think there's any anyone else that can really fit that description. If I'm if I'm saying that he's the worst player, I think he's got to be the worst signing. I'm gonna go with Marquinhos. <laughs> I don't know why. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> again, I think I'm just being a bit different. Um, again, I can't agree, I can't really disagree with Fabio Vieira because. The fact that we've paid about thirty-five million pounds, I don't think we've got much out of it this season for what we've paid. Um, but again, Marquinhos as well. I've not really seen much of him uh, apart from that goal in the Europa League. So hopefully that kind of spell, the loan spell at Norwich, will do him some good. Hopefully he can be yeah. a bit better next season. Whether we, whether he even comes back into the Arsenal squad obviously <laughs> remains to be seen. But exactly. All right, all right. I'll go with uh, Fabio Vieira. I'll go with Fabio Vieira. Oh, okay. Right. So I'm going to agree yeah. with Charlie. Please. I agree with you. <laughs> um, most improved player. It should be interesting. It's got to be Shaka. You you mentioned it earlier with the fact that how well he's done this season uh, compared to previous. I mean, I think. Yeah, I don't. I don't really think there's anyone else really who can, who is, who has improved as much as he has. I think he's been he's been another fantastic player for us. I, I mean, I'm, you can say for every single player that we have in our yeah, side this season, yeah. but the fact that he's he's become more level headed, he's become he's become the player that, as you say, he's he's hugely respected at our club, widely respected at our club, and I know that he's part of the kind of like captaincy group. But he is that captain without the armband. Yes, we know that Odegaard can do a fantastic job with that. But Shaka adds that extra bit to that captaincy role for Odegaard. And I'm just going to miss him, man. I'm just going to miss him so much. But it's, yeah, he's, he's, he's definitely improved hugely this season. So I don't think anyone really comes too close to him. Until you say someone else, like, oh yeah, <laughs> nah, nah. You know what? It's hard to disagree with you today. If I'm being completely completely honest, but I think there was Grant Shaka, hundred percent. I think he's one of the players that you'd say um, has improved a lot, huge amounts in terms of what he offers Arsenal going forward, goal contributions, assists. But just because I'm different, I'm gonna go with Gabriel Martinelli. I think yeah. this season he's been fantastic. Um, you touched on it um, a few minutes ago in terms of the output that he, he scored in terms of goals, key moments, the impact that he makes in games. Um, he looks like the player that we all thought of when, when Martinelli was breaking through, that this is the player that's going to make an impact for Arsenal yeah. for years to come. And I think this is the season where he's showing that he is a player that should be, like a lot of defences should fear him. And yeah. I can't wait for the Champions League next season. Boy, I'm licking my lips thinking about it because <laughs> European nights, Tuesday, Wednesday, under the lights at the Emirates Stadium, Bakaya Saka and Martinelli. You talk about opposing fans not respecting them. They'll see you next season. They will see you next season. So yeah. I agree. Shaka as well, but I'll just chuck in Martinelli. Uh, biggest surprise player of the season? Surprise player of the season? Ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I know. Gab Gabriel. Okay. Gabriel, I think he's. I think he's been a consistent 
player for us. But then in previous seasons, he's been someone that's been quite rash and he's his his inexperience kind of shines through quite often. But the fact that he, I think he's been phenomenal this season. You Obviously, next to Saliba, I think he's obviously going to be really good anyway. But when Saliba got injured, he was obviously that the the main man in our defence and he stepped up to the plate even after the World Cup when Saliba wasn't injured when he was still in our team I was I kept on saying it Gabriel has been better for Arsenal since the World Cup than Saliba has and you can argue it or not but that's my opinion I think he has been that standout player in that defence since the World Cup and he has been so solid for us so I think we knew that Saka was going to do well. We knew that Gabriel Jesus was going to do well when he came in. Obviously, there's Shaka because he's the most improved, in my opinion. Odegaard has been phenomenal. He's obviously my my main. He's been my, he's been my best player. But in terms of surprise, I I think it just has to be Gabriel because he's. I wasn't expecting him to perform at the level that he that he has this season. You're coming out with the good shouts to me, you know that. I never even thought of Gabriel. I'm full of them, you know. I never even thought about Gabriel, you know that. So that's a very good shout. Uh, um, Thomas says Benjamin White has been a very pleasant surprise. Another good shout. I think he's had a very good season in a position where he's not really uh, suited to, suited to, sorry, or used to. And I think at right back, he's been a pleasant, pleasant surprise. But Definitely. I'm going to go with a different player. I'm going to go with Reese Nelson. Um, because if I'm honest, I thought Reece Nelson, he's always been a talented player. Um, I've, I've always thought that he could make that um, great at Arsenal. He could be a success, but it's always been injuries which has which have hampered his progression. Um, he's never really had luck, but when, when, when we were looking at players to come out of Hayland, he was always a player I thought was going to make that breakthrough, was going to go on to be a massive player for this football club. But yeah, in big moments where he, when we've needed a goal, when we've needed a moment, when we needed an impact, I think Reese Nelson has been phenomenal. And not only that, but in games where the game has also been lost and not performed very well, he's been that spark, that shining light. So I think for me, I'm going to go with uh, Reese Nelson. But yeah, Gabriel is a very good shout. And so is Benny Blanco. <laughs> um, what, shall I, what shall I ask you before? Worst moment of the season or best moment? What do you think would be better? Let's go with the worst. I don't want to. Oh yeah, let's go with the worst moment of the season. It, it's annoying because I know that we've done so well, but it it seems like that one moment, one one moment, like in it's the back got, of your it's, mind. But... It's got to be when we lost to Man City because okay. it kind of like cemented it for me that it was like, yeah. oh, yeah. it it really did. It kind of like sunk me down to the ground, man. It was terrible because like I was so hyped for the game I knew that it was going to be a tough game because the Etihad yeah. we we never do amazing at the Etihad you have that hope don't you that I've been telling you that light at the end of the tunnel it was there but then the fact that they've just then come and almost demolished us well we didn't there was no kind of like glimmer of hope in that game for us at yeah. all it didn't like they completely shut us down and the fact that I was so excited for this game, I was, I was so nervous, but excited. And then the fact that they do that, it's just, 
as I say, it just sunk me right down to the ground and it was like a, oh, God, right, okay, right, we move. We yeah. just, we move. That's just, that's the only kind of like mindset that I could have in that moment. It was so tough for me. No, that's, that's, that's fair enough, to be fair. It wouldn't surprise me if a lot of people um, chose that moment. I'm going to go with two. Um, Bukai Saka's penalty miss against West Ham. I think um, that was big in terms of where the game was going. Um, if he scores that, we go on to win that game against West Ham. Completely changes it. The, the upcoming games, the complexion of those games is is very, very different. But for me, the game where I thought, yeah, the title was done, I'd probably say Southampton um, at home. <laughs> that was basically just like a killer, bro. Like, so it's, so, it's like... Someone just keeps firing bullets, and I was just like deflated. I was just yeah. deflated, and it was a, it was a bad, bad feeling. Um, so that was probably the game I thought, yeah, we're not going to win the Premier League title. So even in the past few games against Manchester City, I, I know we, we we speak a lot, and you know I wasn't really confident of getting anything, but you were saying, "Oh, you got to be confident. There's always hope, uh, <laughs> etc." <laughs> but. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll probably say that Southampton West Ham game, though, those were the games I probably thought to myself, yeah, we're not going to win the Premier League title this season. But let's forget about that. Best moment of the season, I think we're going to agree, agree on this. Oh my god, unless, unless I hope we do anyway. <laughs> oh, things have got, oh, uh, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Nelson's yeah, goal against yeah. Bournemouth. Nelson's yeah. goal against Bournemouth. I, I, I think it was. I think it was me and me and Alfie yeah. on the stream afterwards, and I was saying that literally it was just me in the room watching it. Absolute limbs across the whole across the whole living room, jumping up and down because it was it was another one of those. It was like, oh my, how have we how are we two 0 down here? Mm. And the fact that we bring it back. 97th minute, good goal as well. He's touched it onto his left, bang, far corner. Goalkeeper's nowhere near it. And in the moment that he's in as well, the moment that the team's in, sorry, it was kind of like scraping the bottom of the belt and then Nelson just pulls that out of the bag. And yeah, I, w I was speechless for a little while. <laughs> I can tell you that. Yeah, there's no better moment this season. Uh, for me, then Rhys Nelson's strike against Bournemouth. <laughs> I'll never forget that. I will never forget that. And a lot of family and friends who say to me, "Yeah, but th th that moment will mean nothing in, in in the long run because you've not gone on to win the Premier League title." But I'm just thinking to myself, and I, I like because they're family and because they're close friends, I can't be explicit in it. I've got to be respectful. So yeah. in the back of my mind, I'm just saying, shut up, mate. You don't know what you're, <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Because that moment, that moment, like I'm, I'm not talking about what happened because we, you, you can't write what's going to happen in the upcoming months. No. But that standalone moment, when he hit that ball and it went into the back of the net, it flew in the back of the net, that feeling... I'll never get a feeling like that for, I don't know, a long, long time. A long, long time. And again, that's the same with you. That's the same with majority of Arsenal fans. So, yeah, when people say to me, that moment doesn't mean nothing because you never won the Premier League title, just shut up. Just be quiet. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Um, uh, Marcus is in the comments says he agrees with you. Probably Manchester City uh, away loss is the worst moment. 
Um, <laughs> PD Wayne still has it in for Alfie. <laughs> Worst moment when I realized Alfie was again googly eyes. Um, he's got love my curtains, you know that in the comments. <laughs> uh, best moment, um, uh, Martinez diving header, uh, or Nelson. That was a great, that was a great diving header when Jorginho hit that strike. So, yeah, but there's, there's, there's a plenty, there's plenty. Um, all right, what, what have I got left? Uh, biggest what if moment in the season. Mm. Like, what if we didn't lose that game? What if we scored that chance? What if like that? I think Martinelli's pass to Saka against <sighs> Liverpool. Oh, yeah, same. Literally, it was obviously oh, at the moment two yeah. all. They had one player back, and Saka miles of space, and he's given it away. It's like. No, it it was really like a oh no moment because if if we managed to get that, then maybe you never know what happened. You never just know maybe. Yeah. Obviously, we'd win that game, and then just maybe those next two games where we don't give away that two goal lead against West Ham because we keep that momentum up, and then the next game we don't go we don't go three one down against Southampton. It's, it's it can always be a snowball kind of effect, and yeah. that one maybe was my kind of like, what if he made that pass? What if Saka was one on one with the keeper? Because if Saka's one one on one with the keeper, you nine times out of ten you'd expect him to put it in the back of the net. So it it was a very very unfortunate moment. It was like a Kane should have passed to Sterling against Croatia in the World Cup semi-final in 2018 kind of thing. It was one of those. That's what it seemed like at that time. It was it was very, very painful watching that. Bro, that was painful. That was actually very, very painful. Like, I was, I was just screaming. I was like, he's in, he's in, he's in, play the ball. But I agree. I think if we go on to beat Liverpool, you never know. You just never know because... We probably don't lose against West Ham. You probably beat Southampton at ease. So it is a domino effect. So, yeah, I agree with you. Um, that was probably the um, <sighs> biggest wife moment of, of the season. Uh, Paul in the comments uh, says his worst moment was the draw against Southampton. I agree. Yeah, that was the game that got me deflated, if I'm honest. And his best moment, the third goal of Aston Villa uh, at, at Villa Park and Karma collided. Yeah. Good choice, Paul. Good choice. Um, and lastly, funniest moment of the season? Funniest? Yeah. Oh, uh, I don't even know. I'll give you. I'll give you. I'll give you a few examples. Okay. My one, for example, is um, when we beat Spurs two 0 and then at full time, Granit Xhaka is going to fight God knows who. Oh yeah. At full time. Yeah. And all you see is Mikel Arteta just chasing him. Running over. Yeah. Him. He knows that something's <laughs> going to go down if he doesn't catch him. That, that was hilarious. Uh, Mikel Arteta, I think it was at Villa Park as well. The referee um, annoys him or something. And then he just does the time thingy. Yes. That was I, hilarious. I think I've got one in my head and it go is on. Arteta. It was the goal, Nelson's goal against Bournemouth, you just yeah. see, because the, the video that I've seen of Arteta, I, I think I only saw it on social media, maybe because I was just celebrating so much in the living room. It was literally, we score, 
Arteta sprints down the line, celebrating whatever. But then the camera, because of the limbs of everyone, of all the fans oh, and the, the celebrations, yeah, the, yeah, the camera is literally yeah. just like shaking all over the place whilst Arteta's sprinting up and down the line. It, it was fun. It was so funny wasn't, for me. But wasn't, then also wasn't, this, was like, wasn't, this, wasn't this the game, uh, sorry, where the celebrations are going crazy and there's a kid on the pitch? There's a yes, kid on the pitch. Yes, that's yes, it, the that's kid, yes, the kid There's a kid the on the pitch. And Arteta needs to basically, he just grabs the kid. He's like, what the hell is this? What's yeah. happening? <laughs> that was funny. That was funny. I'm going to say that. All right. So, no, no, I agree. I think there's been so many funny moments. And, yeah, all in all, it has been a fantastic, fantastic season. A season of many, many highs. Um, many, many massive moments, many, many great wins, doing the double against our biggest rivals, uh, Tottenham, um, beating Chelsea twice, um, beating the likes of Manchester United, um, that Reese Nelson winner. So, so, so many, so many big things which have happened this season. We just thought to yourself, yeah, our football club is back. There's been games where it's not gone our way, and there have been moments which have been deflating. But it's part and parcel of this game. This is why we love this sport so much because it's not going to be always plain sailing. It's not always going to be smooth. But this season, we wanted our football club to be challenging with the biggest and best teams of this division. And what I can say to myself, this season, we have done that. This season, they've made me proud um, over the course of 38 games. There's still improvements that need to be made um, in, in recruitment in terms of players incoming and outgoing. But... What I can say to myself is that I finally got my football club back, and it's been a yeah. long time since since I've said that. Um, m- most of the time, it's um, family, friends, opposing fans laughing at our Arsenal football club, but they've not been laughing this season. And I, I don't want to hear in terms of people say, "Yeah, but they bottled etc." They were laughing towards the end. People are worried about where this football club is going. We're evolving. We continue to develop. We will continue to get better. And this football club, next season, they'll be back in the biggest competition in Europe, club competition, the Champions League. Uh, this summer, we're looking to explode. Miklata has continually said it. We need to seek excellence in this summer transfer window. And excellence probably includes Declan Rice, Moises Caicedo, looking to continue yeah. and improve. And the fact that we are allowing a player like Granit Xhaka to depart, that makes me excited. That makes me excited because a player as good as Granit Xhaka if we say if we're saying to ourselves, yeah, he can go, it shows that we know that we need to get better and improve if we want to lift the Premier League title. So, final thoughts, Charlie. It's been a crazy season. Like we've had so many highs on the match reaction stream. We won't be doing this until preseason, probably. But your final thoughts of this season? Proud? Very, very proud. I think surprise. Pleasantly surprised. I mean, because obviously just missing out on Champions League last season to go into title contenders this season, it's a, a massive step forward for this club. Arteta has completely transformed our club. And I'm so I'm in love with Arteta right now. I I mean I say Did right you see now, that video by the way? Did you see that video before the game today? Yeah, if, if 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 anyone have not uh, seen it. Arsenal released a fantastic video of Mikel Arteta. Yes, yes, I have. Yes. Well, that got me emotional, you know that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I have. That, that was his. That was Arteta's first Instagram post since we won the Community yeah. Shield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he yeah. did. Yeah, he reposted on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. yeah got me emotional. You know, I watched that about fifty times. I'm only joking. <laughs> I'm only joking. But yeah, go on. As you're saying. Yeah, I think proud, emo- emotion for emotion full. What, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not emotionally not invested. Yeah, I just complete just emotional just yeah. such an emotional roller coaster yeah. i mean you said it was like kind of draining because it was so like tense up at the top of this up at the top of the uh, table but just every single kind of emotion you can think of just chuck it in there because we've probably felt it this season yeah. we're ex- we expected to not kind of like be around there but we got there yeah. and it was just that final hurdle once again that we fell at and I can only see us going further in this competition now because we, we fall at the final hurdle against, against Newcastle last season. And then we just fall at the last hurdle against city this season. It's You're basically saying we're going to win it, isn't it? We are. We're just going to win the league next season. We are. <laughs> fingers, fingers crossed because if, if, yeah, if you're right, Charlie, you go down in history. That's my favorite saying. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's phenomenal season, phenomenal season, and a season where we'll look back on uh, and be proud of this football club. But just want to say thank you um, to all the viewers who have watched our streams over the course of the season. We wouldn't be here without you, without your support, with your, without your interaction, comments, feedback, good and bad. Because as I've touched on, there have been great moments, uh, great streams. There's also been streams where we didn't, where we didn't want to do it, uh, but we've had to because uh, we love supporting this team. We love interacting in the good times, in the bad times. So, just want to say thank you. Um, in terms, in terms of that, Beanie Ween, who's your favourite? Uh, Charlie, Alfred. I love them both. I love them both. I can't choose. I can't choose. Um, He's like a parent. He's like a proud parent. You can't choose exactly. between the kids. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah, no, it's been fantastic. So really appreciate the support. We'll have a lot more content uh, coming out during pre-season. It's going to be transfer galore. So fingers crossed, we'll get big, big players in. Uh, we'll, re- we'll be reporting on that uh, throughout the summer. But until then, I know I need a break. Charlie will have a break. But yeah, thanks for watching this season. Um, enjoy your break. Enjoy whatever you're doing. Well-deserved rest. And we'll see you tomorrow for the Agenda Show. But until then, <laughs> until next season, this is the final match reaction stream of the season. Thank you and all the best. <laughs>